Restaurant Unstoppable, episode 774 with Bruce Irving. No matter what you're trying to figure out, if you really set your mind to figuring it out, anything is figureoutable. Whether you need to find someone who has done it before or you need to find someone who has more information than you do or you just hammer away at it yourself and over time you figure things out. As long as you decide that you want to figure something out, you'll find a way to make it happen. Are you ready for it factors, success stories, failures, and bombs of restaurant industry knowledge? Then join Eric Cacciatore and today's incredible guest as they share what it takes to become unstoppable. What do you do when you need design work done, but you don't have an artistic bone in your body? You go to 99designs.com. That's what you do. And that's what I did when I needed to update my cover art for Restaurant Unstoppable podcast. And I have to tell you, I could not have been more pleased with the experience. Again, head to www.99designs.com slash unstoppable. And when you use that link, you can save $20 off your first contest. That's 99designs.com slash unstoppable. This episode is brought to you by Seven Shifts. Seven Shifts is a modern labor management platform designed by restaurateurs for restaurateurs. And Seven Shifts is trusted by over 400,000 restaurant professionals because it gives you the tools you need to streamline labor operations, communicate with your team, and retain your talent. And because you are Restaurant Unstoppable listeners, you get three months absolutely free. Get started at www.sevenshifts.com slash unstoppable that's the number seven s-h-i-f-t-s dot com slash unstoppable to get three months of industry leading labor management for free streamline your clean faster than ever before with ecolab sink and surface cleaner sanitizer ecolab's two-in-one sink and surface cleaner sanitizer is one product that can both clean and sanitize food contact surfaces in front of house, back of house, and the third sink. Like other EPA-registered food contact surface sanitizers, it helps protect against foodborne illness. To learn more, visit ecolab.com slash unstoppable or talk to your Ecolab representative. What's going on, Unstoppables? I have a great recording for you today, but before I let you know what we got going on, I want to remind you to please support our sponsors. If you support our sponsors, they continue to support the show, and I wouldn't have it, I wouldn't be where I am today without the support of my sponsors, and I want you to know that I vet my sponsors. I don't let anybody sponsor the show. I really go after the companies uh, that are being recommended on the show or are just no-brainers companies that... Um, you know, have value to offer your business. Um, also, you can support the show by leaving a five-star review in iTunes or anywhere you listen to your podcast. If there's a way to leave a review or a rating, please do that. You can also share this podcast. And that's something I don't ask enough of from my listeners. If you're finding value, and I know you are because you keep on coming back, please share this episode right now. Hit pause, screen capture, the audio player on your phone and share it to Instagram. Tag me E R I C C A C C I A T O R E. That's Eric Cacciatore. That's my Instagram handle. And mostly just because I want to thank you personally. And I want to know who you are and I want to thank you for your support. Um, so with that being said, uh, today we have a great show for you today. Bruce Irving joined us live actually today, which is 
when you're listening to this a day before it goes live Wednesday, the 20th, uh, Bruce was live in the network. And I had Bruce join us today because I asked the network, I said, Hey guys, who, who do you guys want me to talk to? More importantly, what, what information do you want? Where, what haven't I touched on yet that you want me to, to go deeper into? And the network responded by saying they wanted content around marketing and they were kind of a little over, all over the spectrum with specifically what they wanted, but it was very broad. It was very general. Uh, the requests that they were getting, um, so I decided just to have Bruce come on and to kind of just update us because Bruce is really plugged in to the world of restaurant marketing in small business marketing. And I know he's paying attention to what's new. It was fresh right now. So I basically just invited him to come hang out. And the topic of today's conversation is marketing in the new normal. What's changed, if anything, and where does it make sense to put most of our energy right now and what's coming down the pipeline as a result of everything that's happening. So that was our focus today. And uh, Bruce really shared some great insight. Uh, So here it is the future of marketing or the marketing in a post pandemic world. Enjoy it. All right. With excitement, allow me to welcome back on the show for a seventh time, Bruce. I can't believe it's been seven times. Bruce Irving, he's the founder of Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast and the local business marketing podcast. Are you feeling unstoppable today? I sure am. Yes, man. I cannot wait to dive into today's conversation. Basically, we're just going to be talking about what has changed in the past month or sorry, the past 10 months regarding social media marketing, uh, just marketing in general, and what the future of marketing looks like because of all these drastic changes that have happened so recently. But before we get into that, let's get that motivational, inspirational ball rolling with a success quote or mantra. What do you got for us? My favorite quote of all time is everything is figure outable. Yes, I was hoping you would go with that one. And I've been quoting you uh, recently uh, because I think it's such a great mindset. So how does that resonate with you? Every, you know, no matter what you're trying to figure out, if you really set your mind to figuring it out, anything is figure outable, whether you need to find someone who has done it before, or you need to find someone who has more information than you do, or you just hammer away at it yourself. And over time, you figure things out. As long as you decide that you want to figure something out, you'll find a way to make it happen. Yeah. And I want to compound off that and say, don't let what you don't know stop you from starting it because you're always going to be learning. You're always going to be figuring things out and you have a mountain, a mountain of shit to figure out. So, you know, don't let what you don't know stop you because you will figure it out over time. So great way. You know, go ahead. I think I believe sometimes when you don't know something that's actually better for you because sometimes you'll read a (laughs) blog post or you'll listen to a podcast or you'll uh, watch a YouTube video and you're like, all right, this person said to do this, but maybe that's not the right thing for your business. And sometimes when you go in it with a blank slate and you just test things out for yourself, you actually find that it works better that way than going in it with predetermined information. Yeah. I think I think um, Nick uh, Kukanis is a great example of that from a linear restaurant group and how he approached his whole business with next with with talk the the you know, like he had no restaurant experience. He, he's a mathematician genius and he let none of those influences influence how he wanted to do business. And he instantly like had, you know, incredible unique selling propositions right out of the gate and the kind of another thought that i had um the more you don't know like i, I feel like the more you learn before you get started the, the less likely you are to start because you're going to start 
scaring your shit yourself out of it. But if you just start, <laughs> like it's too late. You've already started. But if you, if you right. wait too long and it, like you're going to just see the mountain of work you have to do, and it might be enough to cause you to not start. What are your thoughts on that? Right. I just think you should just get started. Walt yeah, Disney man. had a famous quote. People need to stop talking and start doing. I love it, dude. I do. Um, all right, cool. So um, let's just get right into it. Um, you know, I, I don't even know. Like, I have some ideas, but I, I, I want to see what you have to say uh, before we get into kind of kicking the can around. So if you could just go to 30,000 feet and again, here, we're here to talk about what's, what's the new normal regarding marketing after everything that's happened and what do we need to be looking to the future for in regarding marketing? So when I say that, what are the first things that come to your mind? Just list off the, the things you want to talk about in the next hour and I'll make a note. So we'll start <laughs> pulling back the layers as we go. I mean, I want to talk about what anybody on this who's watching this or listening to this live wants to talk about, you know, I'm here to answer information, but for me, when I think of marketing, I go back to the beginning of this whole situation that in March, 2020. And, you know, we do our podcast is called smart pizza marketing, but we talk to owners who are doing cool stuff in marketing. And what we talk about is really using the tools that you have available to you, whatever they are, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, whatever one you prefer, whatever one your customers prefer to use and leveraging those to get the information about you and what you do out there to those customers. And what we saw in the beginning of this was that the customers, not the customers, but the people who listened to our podcast and actually did that and leverage Instagram and Facebook had a much easier time getting information about the new updates to their restaurant or the new procedures that they're having or the new hours of operation that they're having out to the customers versus the people who didn't do that. And these are just tools. Facebook, Instagram, they're just a tool for you to use to build relationships and community and I hate those terms because they're way overused, but that's how it is with customers or people who could be potential customers in your area. And that's it. it. I love it. Um, and kind of, you know, as I, as you said the word relationships, I was just typing out the word relationships, making my mental notes. Um, and I think that what what you saw was all these companies that were online, who were communicating online, were using, like you said, Facebook or Instagram, Instagram to communicate. They've developed habits in their guests that existed before COVID-19. So that's probably why it was much easier for them to to make that transition to post COVID-19 because they were already their their customers were already used to communicating with them through those mediums. Is do you think that's why it was much easier? I mean, is there other variables coming into it? I just think that w- when this all started, we all went digital. We all went to the internet. We all went to our phones. We all went to these social platforms to kind of figure out updates and what's going on and what what we can and can't do at the time. And the amount of people who are on digital now versus two or three years ago is 10 times bigger. You know, there's 70, 80 year old people who are using Facebook right now, whereas four or five years ago, they didn't even know what Facebook was, even though it was around for a long time. So the people who are on these digital platforms is only going to increase. It's never, ever going to decrease. Yeah. So, okay. So we've identified that the amount of communication um, that you'll be having to have on these social platforms is going to increase. What else? Privacy is going to be of concern. I think that, you know, even though you use these tools, the ultimate thing you want to get from your customers is information to be able to communicate with them if these tools go away. Let's take president or ex-president Trump now. Today is the day he's not the president anymore. Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram all discontinued his 
platform, right? They deplatform him, which I don't care about. But use that in your business and look at that and say, listen, these are you're you're building your business on Instagram or Facebook. The ultimate goal is to be able to get a phone number or an email address from your customers. So that way, if Instagram goes down or if Facebook goes down or if they cancel your account, you can still communicate with your customers that you've gained on these platforms. The other thing is there's going to be a lot more privacy concerns with these platforms and the information that people give or don't give to these platforms. So being able to get that information now while you still can is very important. And I think everybody should be kind of concentrating on how you can leverage that, converting them into a customer, online ordering, the getting their phone number, their email, and having that in a database where you can communicate with them off of these platforms later. So I want to make sure I fully understand what you're saying is um, our um, our ability to get access to this crucial, this crucial information is going to start to get a lot tighter as these social platforms have more privacy. Is that what you're saying? I just want to make sure. I understand. Well, yeah, there's a lot of back and forth going between Facebook and Apple and all of these privacy concerns that people have and companies have now, right? So moving forward, what happens if you've built your whole business off of Facebook and Facebook goes away or the privacy issues are so concerned, Apple takes them off the app store. I don't see that happening, but what if that does happen? Yeah. What happens then? What happens to your business then if you've solely focused on Facebook? You haven't gotten any information from the people who follow you or engage with you on Facebook, and there's no way for you to communicate with them after that. You're in trouble. So, yes, I do think you should use these tools to get as many people aware of what you do, but the ultimate goal should be trying to convert them into an email or a phone number. Okay. Um, So... You summarize that really well, and we're we're still at thirty thousand feet right now. Um, yeah. So, what else? Give me give me some of the other things that you you want to make sure we discuss today. I mean, I'm up for whatever. Like, there's nothing else I see. I think that okay. you know, creating content, putting it on these platforms, figuring out what platform works best for your business is what you need to figure out. That's the over. That's the thirty thousand foot view, right? Like, okay, which platform am I going to use? How do you determine that? You base your determination on. Who is in your demographic for customers? What platform do they prefer to use? And then how can you create content for that platform that is engaging and entertaining and informative to those people, platform specific to get them aware of what you do to turn them into a customer? All right. Awesome. So the um, I'm happy that you, you shared those few, few things. I made some notes before our conversation, things that I've identified. And the truth is nothing has really changed. It's just being you're just being forced. Now, the things that worked before are still the way to do things. But now, for example, I like to use Sweetgreen um, as an example. They were a brand that had a great, they, a great brand. You probably heard of them before. Um, they had a really great in-store uh, presence and they focused, they relied a lot on the indoor, the in, in-store experience for bringing people back. And now that they don't have that in-store experience anymore, uh, you're seeing that there's, and I, I saw this from foodable. I was watching their, their platform. Um, and he was sharing that like their, their customer experience, their, their, their sales have been going down and they're attributing it to the fact that they, they never really put that, energy into their online experience as much as they were focusing on the in-store experience. So what is the secret between, I mean, how do you, what advice do you have for pivoting? I think this is like the first thing that we mentioned that you mentioned to us is, is leveraging tools to get information about you out to on Instagram and Facebook. So what is the best way to make that transition to Facebook and Instagram? Do it. 
Just do it. Like create right. content for those platforms. You're the only way you're going to know what content works is to do it. You can read You can't look at other people's stuff and realize and think it's going to work for you. You have to do it. You have to create content on the platforms. You know, there's Instagram and Facebook. They love video, create videos, create live videos. Uh, Reels right now on Instagram is something that Instagram is really pushing out to the masses organically. Um, but then you have to look at the insights in the data that these tools do give you and look at, okay, I produced all of this content, go into the insights and say what content produced well organically and what didn't do well, do more of what did well and less of what didn't do well, but there's no way to really do it. Everybody wants to be like, everybody asked me what content should I create? And the, the answer, the real honest answer is you don't know until you create content and then look at the content that you've put out there and determine which one did well and do more of that until it doesn't do well anymore. There's no real right answer. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't have anything to add to that. Um, the one thing that didn't come up and that I was curious if you knew a lot about re- regarding Instagram um, and Facebook, I think um, right now there seems to be uh, e-commerce uh, within social media is there's a lot of chat. So for example, if you see, if you're on Instagram and you see a burger and you're like, I want that burger, you can then click the image of the burger and your, your, your credit card information, all of your information will be tied to that. And you can literally just order straight from these platforms. Um, have you been paying attention to that? Like what is your knowledge on where, where Instagram is in regard to that? I mean, that's definitely the way it's going to go. It's going to be the ease of ordering is going to be, the way that these platforms want to go. The ultimate goal for these platforms is to not have people leave the platform. So they don't want people to be looking at a burger photo on Instagram and then go to the bio and then click to the website and leave Instagram to go order online because we have, you know, we've always had a short attention span humans and we'll leave the website. We'll leave Instagram. We'll go order our burger and then we'll forget that we were on Instagram. If Instagram can make it easy as possible for customers to order right from the app where they can order that burger, get it delivered, their credit card information is in there and they don't have to leave. And when they're done ordering, all they do is go back to Instagram and scroll some more and look at some more stuff. So Instagram can show you ads because that's what they want to do. That's what they're going to produce in the future. So I think that that's the way it's going to go. All of these platforms are going to make it super easy for people to order right from the app itself. I know you're super plugged in. You, you, you follow what's going on on these platforms. Um, where are we? And like, how, how soon are we from being able to achieve that? Um, being able to, I mean, order. you can order from Instagram stories right now. There's an order button that you can put on there and order right from now. Like the Instagram just redo redid its format and put a shop button pretty prominent on the homepage. Now, in order to do that, you have to go through a little bit of hurdles. You have to have some, a shop set up on your website. And, and once you do that, you can go into your Facebook ads manager and incorporate that to your platform and then it'll incorporate it into your Instagram account. So it's a little challenging right now as of today, but if you have, if you sell t-shirts or you sell hats or you sell gift cards on your website in the shop format, I would immediately go set that up in my Facebook ads manager because then people can see that in Instagram when they're searching the uh, the shop feature. Okay. So right now you just told me this is something I should do. What am I putting into my Google search to find the the tool to teach me how to do that like what what plugins do i need in my website in order for for to, to speak well with instagram 
All you need, all you need in your website is a shop feature. Like if you go to your, if you have a web developer that's helped you set up your website in order, all you have to do is have a, a page on your website that sells items in a shopping cart in order to, for people to purchase them from the shopping cart. Once you have those two things on there, then you can go into your Facebook uh, ads manager and kind of set up the back end on that. Okay. Give me some examples of the shopping carts you, you recommend people using the plugin tools. I, I, you know what? I don't know any specific ones because there's so many out there and I would hate to give someone a crappy shopping cart because I haven't worked with a ton of them. So I don't have any specific shopping carts. If there's so many, there's, there, there's so many Shopify, there's uh you know, you can set up an Etsy shop. There's so many different places to go. Shopify was the one that was coming one. into my mind. I just wasn't sure if there was one. You're more plugged into this than I am. I have no problem. Yeah, I, you know what? That. Honestly, I'm not super, I'm not super plugged into the whole e-commerce part of it. You know, I'm more of the marketing of it and getting the word out there about it. So okay. you'd have to Google that. I mean, it's probably a bazillion YouTube videos that you can go watch about how to For set sure. up your website. Um, some, a topic that came up, um, a lot, um, or that has come up a lot for me in the past six to eight months, uh, is the, the increasing amount of people, uh, using uh, Facebook messenger in SMS messaging. Um, obviously you, you, you're losing that channel of communication. You don't, you're not right in front of your guests anymore, so you can't just talk to them. So as right. a result, people want to be able to communicate on these other platforms more efficiently. And people love the text. Like it's just a part of how we communicate today. So there has been a huge, you know, in, uh, you know, rise in the amount of people wanting to SMS message their restaurant an order, or just to use Facebook messenger to order, to communicate. Uh, what advice do you have for us? To, uh, I mean, what, what should we know about SMS and Facebook Messenger, choose one and kind of go in that vertical and we'll talk about the other one. Well, Facebook Messenger marketing has been around for a long time and people using bots to kind of get people into the ecosystem of Facebook Messenger in order to send them messages. You know, two years ago, we talked about that quite a bit and it was a lot easier to get people's information because there was no, it was new to Facebook. So there was no real rules to follow. You could kind of put out a post on Facebook you use a keyword for people to opt into Facebook Messenger, which would trigger a bot. And you could use a tool like ManyChat to you uh, set up that bot for you. And then it would trigger you starting to communicate with them through Facebook Messenger. And then you could send messages through Facebook Messenger, kind of like you do email or text messages now. Okay. Now, what Facebook did you know, probably about a year ago now was they blocked you from being able to send messages whenever you want. So there's a 24 hour period in which you can send messages to people who opt in. And then after that, you have to get them to opt in again, or you have to pay in order to send those messages out through Facebook messenger. So if you were using Facebook messenger marketing two years ago, you were dominating because you were getting subscribers. You were able to send messages whenever you wanted to with no real rules other than people just if they complained about the message you sent. And it was really easy to grow emails, get phone numbers and grow a database in Facebook messenger. Now it's a little bit more challenging and it's not free because you have to pay to send out messages. So if you've built up a subscriber base of five to a thousand people on Facebook messenger, every time you want to send out a message to them, if it's not within that 24 hour period of them subscribing, you have to pay uh, a per message fee in order to do that. So it's a little bit more challenging now, but you still can use Facebook messenger marketing to distribute coupons, to gather emails and phone numbers. It's a really good tool in order to do that for sure. So what, how are people using, um, Facebook Messenger to gather 
emails and phone numbers? Are they just, is it uh, automation? So I'll, what, I'll give you an example. Yeah, it's automation. The tool that we prefer people use is ManyChat. It's pretty cheap. M-A-N-Y-C-H-A-T. You can just go to ManyChat.com and use that tool to kind of connect to your Facebook page and then in order to use these tools later on. So here's an example. You would set up a post that says, hey, do you want a free pizza this weekend? Type the word whatever, just whatever that word is. That'll be your keyword into the comments below and we'll send you the message with the code through Facebook Messenger. So when people go to the face the comments of that post and they type in that keyword, the bot recognizes that keyword and it triggers the message to start in Facebook Messenger. You can set up flows inside of ManyChat in order to start a conversation that's automated through Facebook Messenger. And then you can ask questions like, all right, great. Thank you so much for subscribing. If you ever want to opt out, just click opt out and you'll be opted out. In the meantime, what's your email address for us to send that offer to? And then when they type in their email address or Facebook, for the most part, has people's email addresses already in there. So it'll almost auto-populate half the time. You can have that saved in a Google sheet or you can you know, connect your MailChimp account to that and it'll save it. And then you can still set up that extra flows to ask for their phone number, distribute that coupon code, and it'll, all that conversation will be inside of the Facebook Messenger platform. So pretty simple. Here's a free thing. Do you want it? Yes. Triggers a series of events to capture the information where you deliver that free thing via email. Or you can deliver it right into Facebook Messenger. But what I always tell people to do is ask them for their email first. So that way you can capture that email, but then also deliver that coupon code that you promised in Facebook Messenger after you've gotten the information you want. Okay. So I, that was going to be my follow-up question because I know for people like you and I who have podcasts or like we're media folks, like when we give stuff away, it's like a free PDF or a quiz or something along those lines. But yeah. I don't know if that's the best approach for restaurants. So you're saying, and it sounds like what you would recommend is give away a free, get, give put food in mouths, give away the food. Yeah, I, the listen, I, you know, a lot of people in restaurants don't like to discount and I don't blame them because, you know, you work hard. You don't want to discount your prices because you don't want to give it away for less than you feel it's valued. And you don't want to f- build that brand of me giving away stuff less than what I think it's worth. You're just building a brand of discounted culture. Yes. But I think you could argue that this is different because you're not giving it away. You're getting exactly you're, what I was going to say is yeah. I don't think you should give away at like a, a 25% off a pizza coupon. I think you should just give them the pizza. It's like, give me your you're, email. you're giving them something. Yeah. yeah you're giving there's them an exchange something happening. And, there's a, you know, like usually you're transferring, you know, money, but in this case you're transferring data and information that you can use to make money on that person for, as long as they're a customer, as long as you're in business. Yeah. And it's like, if I get a pizza for nine 99 and I know it costs 14, I always want that pizza at nine 99. And if every Monday and Tuesday, it's nine 99, you're training me to only go there Monday and Tuesday for nine 99 versus Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, when it's $14 versus if you give me something for free, I just feel like you gave me something for free. My expectations isn't to get it for free every single time. It's just, it was a one-time deal that I got for free. Okay. Um, so uh, anything else to unpackage regarding, uh, SM or sorry, Facebook messaging. Cause I want to talk a little bit more specifically about, uh, SMS messaging. Yeah. It doesn't sound like, you know, I just went through the whole flow and many chat and 
bots and keywords and it sounds super complicated. It's really not. If you go to manychat.com, you can probably, if you've done any email marketing campaign, if you've done it yourself, if you set up an email marketing campaign, you can easily go inside of ManyChat and set up one of these easy flows for you to use. So don't let the terminology or the technology scare you. You'll be able to figure it out. And they have a a lot of short videos that you can watch that'll help you through the process. So don't get intimidated by it. It's very easy. And don't pay somebody like $1,000 a month to do it for you because you can do it yourself. Yeah. Uh, Maybe we can uh, set up a workshop later on for the people that are here. Uh, Maybe we can collaborate with ManyChat to actually do a demo of how easy it is to set up these sequences within your Facebook messenger. So uh, switching gears to SMS messaging, what are you seeing people do regarding SMS messaging and how is that different from Facebook messaging? It seems obvious, but just kind of spell it out. Well, you know, SMS messaging is a little bit different because it's in the moment, you know, there's not a lot of uh, lag time between when you send out a message for text message and when that person can use that, offer, right? Like there's not a lot of people who are sending out a text message on a Monday and the customer's waiting till Friday. Like they've totally forgotten about that. It's very much in the moment. So gathering a database with people who opt in for phone numbers and then sending out offers, which is what you have to do for text. Like no one wants to see, no one wants to get a text from a restaurant that says, Hey, how's it going? And then nothing else. Like they're like, yeah. what the heck is this? They, they signed up for a specific reason. Make sure you deliver on that specific reason, but be aware that if you send out a text message on a Monday, it's probably dead by Wednesday. Okay. Um, so I guess the, the thing to keep in mind there is um, it, you know, it's, it's, it's not something that you can set and forget. You have to really stay consistent, maybe develop habits and routines around setting up the SMS. So it's happening consistently. Like what, what, what should we do to make sure we're, we're getting the most out of this? I mean, there's a company that I recommend. It's called Ovation for text messaging. And they're a really good company. Zach, the founder, is a young guy. He's a hustler in a, in a good sense of the word hustler, not a bad sense of the word hustler. Uh, but he's a, a, a he has a whole dashboard set up and he gives you like examples. And what he does is he and I have talked about this. He helps you not only send out offers through text messaging, but text messaging is a great way to, you know, when somebody does order, maybe send a follow-up text after that order was done and say, Hey, how was your order? And then you can kind of cut off that. If it was bad, them going to leave a bad review somewhere and maybe turn that into a happy customer that leaves a positive review versus a negative one, because you've already established that communication. So he helps you not only get messages out about what you're doing, but he also helps you get more positive reviews on these platforms like Yelp or Facebook or Google. I love it. Um, And that was Ovation, O-V-A-T-I-O-N? Yes. All right, cool. Um, We'll be reaching out to them as well. Um, Anything that we haven't unpackaged up to this point uh, before we start, you know, bringing in some of the, the folks that have joined us today? No, I just think that people need to look at all of these tools. And I know that sometimes you get overwhelmed because there are so many things that are available to folks, whether it be Facebook or Facebook bots or messaging or text or Instagram or reels. And you're like, oh my God, where do I start? There's so many different things that I, I could be doing. Sometimes you get analysis paralysis and you don't do anything because you're too worried about doing everything. Just start with one, right? Start with one, master it. Once you master that, forget about the shiny object syndrome where you're looking at all the other people doing amazing things on these other platforms. Like focus on one thing and get really, really good at it. And then when you get really, really good at that, you'll come up with a system. In the beginning of creating content for whatever platform you choose, it's going to take you a lot longer in the beginning. 
Once you get a flow and a system and you realize what works and you realize how to upload it and create the copy and put it on the platform, it's going to become very easy for you to do that in the future. And then when you get to that point, that's when you can take on something else. Okay. And again, to kind of resurface what you mentioned earlier, these platforms you're choosing to lean in on are the ones that your guests are likely the ones like it depends on the demographic. Like if you, yeah. And don't go ahead. Don't look at like what you like. The mistake a lot of folks makes is like, they're like, oh, I hate TikTok. Great. But there's hundreds of millions of people who love TikTok. Why are you disregarding that? If you're in a college town and you're disregarding creating content for TikTok because you don't like it, you're missing a huge opportunity. Yeah. So don't look at what you actually like to do. Really take yourself out of the equation. Ask your customers, ask your team members, ask your kids what's popular in the area you're in and then leverage that tool because it's not going to be the same everywhere. Yeah. Um, and I'm actually happy. This is a good segue um, into TikTok. Um, I know one of the last times I spoke to you about a year ago, like you were really interested in like, is TikTok something that is viable for restaurant marketing? Um, that was the question you were asking. What's the answer now? It sounds like the answer is yes, but like really what have you learned about best practices when it comes to TikTok, which was an app that was designed to lip sync with in restaurant marketing? <laughs> like how, how have you put those together? Yeah. Yeah. So TikTok was formerly musically. It was bought by the company that currently runs it as TikTok now. And two years ago, you did have to do silly dances and lip sync to music. Now you don't have to do that. The app has very much grown in age for people consuming content on there and creating content on there. And it's made literal superstars out of content that people didn't even know existed two years ago. So you could create content. There's so many companies on there, food related, that are creating content where they create short videos and it could be anywhere uh, up to 60 seconds on the video where you just create these short jump cut videos, or you can just create one long one. It doesn't really matter. The thing about TikTok is you got to test it out, but creating how, how you create the products that you create in your kitchen and in your restaurant is kind of the best content right now on TikTok out there versus people who are singing and are very talented individuals. Like if you're not a talented individual, when it comes to singing or dancing, you don't have to be in order to use TikTok to create content for your business. It could be just creating recipes and uh, creating what you already do and then creating a short video based in the tools that, that TikTok lets you use and then posting that. And then you'll you'll see a huge growth on there. I, yeah. I really do see a ton of people doing it. Um, a lot of and a shout out to our, our friend, um, Sean Walshef, um, who I think what he's preaching is just like get real and like sometimes you might have something that's bothering you or you might have a thought or you might have something you know whatever it is treat tiktok or any of these platforms for that matter this works across all platforms like it's your best friend and have a conversation with your audience as if they were your best friend about whatever if you need help if you if you are proud of something you accomplished or if you're just frustrated about something and you want to create awareness about it like treat treat these platforms as if the the person listening is your best friend your 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 mom your your brother your sister you know and get real yeah. with them because the more the more real you are the more from the heart you speak to these people the more they're going to trust you because they're, they're people can pick up on real what are your thoughts on that 100% yeah i don't know i agree with that i don't know if 
TikTok is the place to do that. But I definitely think that in your content somewhere, you should be honest and real. Definitely. I think you have to look at each platform differently. And it's not all things across all channels. Like what you just described is very is, is a great way to look at how to create content for a specific platform, right? Like if you've built up an audience on Instagram or Facebook that kind of knows you, but doesn't really know you, that may be great content to put on there because then they can really get to know you. Like if they have a sense of kind of who Eric is, but they don't really know who Eric is and you really make this video and you put it out on TikTok, I'm sorry, Instagram or Facebook about having a question or a concern or something you're working on that will build the relationship further. If you're just getting started on TikTok and you do that, it's going to bomb. Yeah. I, you need to build up an audience first in order to be able to like get real with them after. Okay. Um, but I think it's the difference between um, talking at somebody and talking with somebody, you know, I think it's content. It's con it's platform specific. Like, okay. I don't know if TikTok's the place for that. I think TikTok is a place for you to use your creative brain to create content. And the content is in the form of video. How do you do that? You have to think about who is watching those TikToks. People spend a ton of time just scrolling TikTok, looking to escape, right? Escape what's happening in the world. Yeah. Escape what's happening on the news. Escape what's happening in their business. TikTok is the platform where people don't go to get information. They go to get entertainment. And if you can provide that entertainment in the form of a video that they can learn something or chuckle about or relate to because it's funny, then you'll win on TikTok. Okay. Um, yeah, that was the other thing I was going to mention. Just be goofy too is what you see a lot of people like just, just have fun, you know, and yeah. that, that goofiness reflect and bring people in on that goofiness. Um, yeah. And I would use like Instagram stories as a way to get comfortable with that because it goes away after 24 hours, mm-hmm. you, you know, TikTok has an algorithm just like all of these other platforms. So you don't want to post content on there and then delete it after because that'll negatively affect you. But Instagram stories or Facebook stories, even, you know, an underutilized tool that people don't use a lot is a great place to start to get comfortable putting your face to camera or creating these shorter videos and using stickers or polls or questions on there that doesn't have to be perfect And it goes away after 24 hours. So once that 24 hour period is over, that's gone forever. You can find it in your archived calendar in your Instagram app, but nobody else is going to be able to see that. So you can kind of get better and more comfortable being on camera on that platform versus a platform like the Instagram feed where that, unless you delete it, it stays there forever. Yeah. Um, so one of the questions that came up within Restaurant Unstoppable Network when I let them know that you're going to be joining us live was re- regarding ROI. Like how how are we measuring ROI when it comes to social media? How hard is that? I mean, it it depends on what you're doing. If you're if you're using Instagram and you're running an ad, right? And you're running an ad specific for an offer, the ROI is not hard to figure out. Yeah. Like how many people purchased that offer? It's very easy to figure that out. But it's it's like saying how do you how do you measure the ROI of the culture in your kitchen? Mm-hmm. How do you measure that ROI? You can't, right? It's only based on how your business grows over time that you can measure the ROI. Like if you have a negative culture in your kitchen, it's not really going to affect you right now, but it will affect you a year or two from now when the word gets around that you're an asshole and no one likes to work with you. 
Yeah. So it's the same way with the regular content that you produce on social media. Like you're not looking to convert people right away because if you do that, no one's going to follow you on social media and you'll have zero ROI. But if you can build a following using video or, or photos or you're funny or you're entertaining or you're educational over time, more and more people will get exposure to what you do. And then you'll have a chance to convert those people into customers. So the ROI, yes, is hard to figure out in the beginning, but it's not gone. And it's, I would look at it just like the culture in your kitchen. Like how do you measure that ROI? So we're going to take a quick break to thank our sponsors and we'll be right back. Um, to start to wrap things up. I don't know about you all, but when it comes to artistic ability, I am a hopeless. The best I can do is a, a couple of stick figures and that's on a good day. So if you're anything like me and you need design work done, I'm telling you, 99designs.com is your solution. And we just recently launched our contest with 99designs for a new logo, an updated logo. Man, I'm telling you, the experience was seamless. And I was so impressed with how attentive the designers were and how they just wanted to please us. And it was like overnight, we had countless submissions on what we asked for. And I'm telling you, the experience is fun. It's a fun experience. I highly recommend 99designs, whether you're trying to improve your online presence or maybe you're launching a ghost kitchen and you need a brand fast. Now, go with 99designs. Head to 99designs.com slash unstoppable. And when you use that link, you'll save $20 off your first contest. That's 99designs.com slash unstoppable. Who wants to be more efficient and cleaner? everyone. So streamline your clean faster than ever before with Ecolab Sink and Surface Cleaner Sanitizer. Ecolab's two-in-one Sink and Surface Cleaner Sanitizer is one product that can both clean and sanitize food contact surfaces in front of house, back of house, and the third sink. Like other EPA-registered food contact surface sanitizers, it helps protect against foodborne illness and also kills SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID-19 in 15 seconds and norovirus, the flu and common cold viruses in 30 seconds, helping you reduce risk, simplify your procedures and help protect your team, your guest and your reputation with Ecolab Sink and Surface Cleaner Sanitizer. Visit Ecolab.com slash unstoppable or talk to your Ecolab representative. Today's episode is brought to you by Seven Shifts. Seven Shifts is a modern labor management platform designed by restaurateurs for restaurateurs. And effective labor management is more important than ever to ensure your profitability and restaurant success. Trusted by over 400 restaurant professionals, Seven Shifts gives you the tools you need to streamline labor operations, communicate with your team, and retain your talent. Best of all, Seven Shifts integrates with the POS and payroll system you already use and trust like toast, turning labor into a competitive advantage for you and your business to get three months absolutely free. Head over to www.sevenshifts.com slash unstoppable. That's the number seven S H I F T S.com slash unstoppable to get three months of industry leading labor management for free. Get on it. We're back. And um, some of the things I was hoping to discuss, and I know this is something that you just recently discovered and I just recently discovered, um, and maybe this is the platform to get more personal and to have a dialogue and to have a, a conversation, is Clubhouse. So how long has Clubhouse been on your radar? 
So Clubhouse has been around for about a year now, believe it or not. It's an invite-only iOS app right now. So you have to be on iOS, and you have to have an invite from somebody who's on Clubhouse currently in order to be able to join because they have a small team. I think there's only like a dozen people who work on the app, and there's about a million to three million users currently using Clubhouse. And what it is is it's a app that allows you to join rooms with people speaking about certain topics. So there'll be a stage, they call it, on the top of the room. And then they'll have the audience below that. And the speakers on the stage set up a room where people can join and listen because it's an audio-only app. And they can just speak on a specific topic, whether that be you know marketing or real estate or mindset. There's a lot of different topics going on in there. Um, but it it's definitely interesting. I was a little hesitant at first when I got in there. Uh, I got an invite. Um, I actually heard Michael Stelzner talking about it quite a bit. And I hopped on there and was going around the rooms. The thing that I noticed a little bit is there's kind of the same people speaking on every single room all the time. I don't know where they get the time to sit in there for like 12 hours a day, but they're in there all the time. I know, man. I was listening to one dude. was I think he was going on like 100 hours straight. <laughs> And I think what's crazy. happening is you're, all these marketers are like, oh, like it's a new thing, like and it's like first to market, and like if you can be, if you yeah. can establish yourself as an authority, and that's what everybody's trying to do right now. But I don't know if that's as appealing for restaurant owners, um, because I mean, what what are you trying to establish yourself as on that? Like you you have a very targeted demographic, you know, like your local community. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So like, what so for me myself. Go for it. Well, yeah. Or for a restaurant owner. Well, I think, you could, owner, I think yes. if I was a restaurant owner, right, I would look at this tool as a way to learn. And I think that the one thing that this tool gives you that other tools don't give you is when someone's speaking on stage, like there's a real opportunity for you to raise your hand, get on that stage with that person and ask a question in real time with that, whoever it yeah. is. Right. So if, you know, if, I've seen a couple of people where, you know, Tony Robbins was on stage or Kevin Hart actually hopped in there because people were bashing his comedy special and he hopped in the room. Kevin Hart hopped in the room to kind of talk about the bad reviews he was getting on his comedy special. So there's no other platform where you can in real time, maybe Twitter, but that's just through text, not necessarily um, in a real conversation with someone. And that could be them leaving a comment later, but there's no other platform where you can hop in a room with someone who's speaking that you would want to actually speak to or ask a question of, and actually have that opportunity to communicate with them. Like you having a phone conversation with them. So I think it's an opportunity for, if you can get an invite on there to learn, right. It's not going to be an opportunity where you get customers or you grow your business. It's going to be more of an opportunity for you to kind of hop in rooms, follow the right people and listen network. and learn in real time of what's happening in the, whatever room you're in. Yeah. I think that networking is coming to my mind. That's kind of one vertical now that is kind of just, yeah. you know, appeared in my mind as how you could use this is if there's, if, you know, if we, you know, Bruce and I start creating some rooms and we start having some conversations and inviting some of these people in some restaurant tours to share what they're doing. Um, that's a yeah. great way for you to network with other restaurant tours. And I mean, that that's how I would see myself using it. And I would hope, you know, and I encourage more restaurant tours to get out there to talk and to share information. And I think that's one of the biggest issues with our industry until recently. I'm proud to say that it seems like there has been this resurgence or this new resurgence of people being super generous with their, their knowledge within the restaurant industry, yeah. which I love to see. Um, one thought I had about using clubhouse would be more of like 
for like personal use of like, okay, like this is how I was planning on using it. For example, one of the challenges I've had with the, with the podcast recently is I, I, I want to collaborate. One of the core values we created within the network is collaboration. But one of my, one of my like unspoken core values is I don't promote the tools and services that aren't being recommended organically on the show. I mean, you're here, uh, you're talking, you're dropping things like um, whatever, what the, the, the ovation and um, chat, whatever, mini chat, mini chat. Like that's what has to happen for me to reach out to somebody like somebody like yourself has to be like, go use these tools. They're great. Now what's happening for me is I'm noticing that people are reaching out to me who are my friends who are like, Hey Eric, I just launched this new business and I would love to come on your show and talk about it. And I'm of like, of course you would. And I'm like, yes, like, like, you know, steel curtain, like get the fuck out of here. Like I can't do <laughs> yeah. that obviously. But at the same time, right. I'm like, God damn it. Like these are people who have come on my show, who have been generous with me and everything inside of me is like, yeah, help them out, promote them. Like, like I feel like I'm burning bridges because I'm not promoting tools and services. You know what I'm saying? Like, like so I feel like the, this platform would be a great place for me to go and be like, Hey world, here are my issues. Like, give me some feedback. Like what, what would yeah. you do in the situation to be public about what's really like tearing you up on the inside that you normally wouldn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it's a good way to like be transparent publicly about your challenges without necessarily like calling people out. I don't know. What are your thoughts when I say that? <laughs> I think you, I like the way you do it, right? Cause I get those emails too. I run a podcast or a couple podcasts just like you do. And I get those emails and my response to them always is great. You did a book. Congratulations. What would this podcast be about? other than your book. Like how can we create a podcast that's informational and valuable that doesn't include your book until the very end. If you can do that, we'll think about it, but I'm not going to do a, I'm not going to do a podcast about your product for 45 minutes for two reasons. People will hate me and I'll be bored out of my mind. It'll be the shittiest podcast ever. Yeah. And then I, but I think clubhouse is the same thing, Eric. I don't think you could use clubhouse like that because then it'll be, you'll go on clubhouse and you'll be like, people will be like, Eric goes on clubhouse just to promote products and services from these people he's had on his podcast. So well, I, guess I think you should run clubhouse just like you run your podcast. Maybe the, the message was misconstrued. Like I would open a clubhouse and be like, Hey, um, people in my network, like what would you do? Here's my real life situation. And I need yeah. somebody to talk to because I don't oh, know gotcha. what to do. You know, like what, what's your yeah, feedback? Yeah. So now uh, if I have like, you know, hundreds of my past guests, who are following me on clubhouse, I could be like, Hey, like 20 of you come join me and like, help me talk through this situation to get vulnerable. It's a, I think it's a great place to be vulnerable and to talk about things you wouldn't normally talk about on your podcast, because I think once the audience grows to more of a conducive audience to what you do for sure, definitely do that. I think you should do. And I've been to- toying with this myself using clubhouse. See, the good thing about clubhouse is, Unlike this Zoom where there's people watching live, like the real value in this is watching us, right? Listening, but you're like concentrating, like you're sitting at your desk or you're, you have your laptop open and you're listening. There's not a lot of opportunity for you to like multitask, right? Clubhouse lets you have the ability just like you do on a podcast, yes. but in real time to multitask, mm-hmm. to be able to listen to the conversation with your phone in your pocket while and do something else while the conversation's yeah. happening. And if you have a second, you can chime in and you don't need to have a laptop or be at a specific location in order to do that. All you need to have is your internet connection going or your, your phone's Wi-Fi. That's you, the you, only you, reason why I haven't started yet. Cause whenever I want to yeah. do a, 
a clubhouse. I'm on my morning walk and I walk through a dead zone and I'm so frustrated. Ah. I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, so, yeah, but I would do that too. Like that's how I see clubhouse being useful to people, but I don't know if our demographic is like, I don't know if a lot of restaurant people or local business people are actually on it yet. It seems like a lot of marketers. Well, one thing you mentioned earlier that you have to be invited. I don't think that's the case anymore. I think that was the case. I, somebody told me diva uh, from the network told me to um, go check it out. She said that would probably be a great tool for me. So I did immediately and I just, I went straight to the app store and I, and I downloaded it. So I don't think you need so here's to- how it works. You have to download the app store. You have to be on iOS as an Apple only right now, download the application, right? And then you go to reserve your name, just like you would like your name on Instagram or Facebook, reserve yeah. your name. If you have an invite from somebody, you'll get in automatically. Or if somebody has you in their contact list on their okay. phone and they're on Clubhouse, they'll get a notification. So I actually got your notification. That, okay. So I was that on Clubhouse was at the okay. time. And it popped up on the top. It said, hey, Eric, catch story wants to join Clubhouse. Do you want to let him in? And I'm like, of course, I'll let Eric Dude, in. Thanks for letting so me in. I, let I didn't in. realize that. Yeah. That's cool. I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> so that's how you get in. Either someone on your contact list is already on and they see it pop up and you they let you in or you have an invite. And like, there's only a certain amount of invites that you get. Yeah. So um, I'm on that thing always recently. Um, so if you're listening to this and you're in my network, I will let you in. Just if anybody's listening to this, like try it. Uh, and if you if if you aren't in my network. If I don't have your contact information, just give it to me. And then that way I should be able to let you in. Um, yeah. If anybody's listening to this right now, I have, I have like two or three invites extra. So if anybody's listening to this right now and they want an invite, message me and I'll send you an invite. Beautiful. Yeah. I only have like two or three though. So I can't, I, do I haven't done any. So like between the Bruce and I first come first serve, we'll hook you up. Yeah. Um, so the only other thought I had, um, then I, to segue my thought about being personal and starting to share my, my, um, you know, challenges with my network to like, just really connect with people in my network on a more intimate level. I feel like this is a great tool for restaurant tours to start inviting their local network of restaurant tours and business colleagues to start sharing and communicating about local issues. Um, yeah, for sure. And just like, I think that's the power. I mean, this is about marketing, right? But I think these tools are also really great for just staying connected with people who you normally can't connect with as easily anymore. You know, I think that's really a, a great application for this app. Um, yeah. If you will. I think, I think you're as a business owner, your network is super valuable and the more, even if it's people that aren't inside your local area, like if you're a business owner and you can hop on an app like clubhouse and start a mastermind group, right? Where you talk to other business owners who are in similar businesses to you, but they're not in your area. And just like you said, communicate about what they're doing, right? What they having a hard time with, what what's working for them and just kind of um, build an audience that way. But if you start the room, there's something about hosting, hosting the podcast, hosting the room, hosting an event that makes you kind of seem like an authority figure, even if you're not or even if you're not really trying to be one and hosting rooms, if you can in clubhouse where people see you as the host and the moderator gives you a bigger network because people will start following you and listening to what you have to say. Yeah. And network equals opportunity to me. That's, that's a big uh, interesting feature about clubhouse that I picked up on is that you, your bio can be like an essay. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> it, like, it can be. So like if you want to put information about you where to get your, 
I don't know where, where your restaurants are, what the handles of your restaurants are. Yeah. Um, like there's literally like so much information you can put in about yourself and why you're an authority for whatever reason you want to list, which is, and also links to your Instagram and your Facebook. And I think your LinkedIn, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I think um, you can link uh, your Twitter and Instagram. Okay. Um, cool. So this has been a lot of fun. Um, I think we can start to wrap up. We did have a question come through in the chat from Mike Sweetman. Uh, he had to, he had to take off a little early, but in regards to Instagram, um, is there a way to collect information, emails and phone numbers through Instagram? We didn't really get into that. Only if you direct message people, like if you can direct message people and give offers and then, Hey, DM me for the offer. You can collect that information, but it's manual through I think I did a podcast on the local business podcast all about Facebook bots. I don't want to plug the podcast here or like, but we talked all about messenger marketing on a whole episode. I mean, that's the least I can do is help you out. So, yeah. So we did a whole episode about, I had Amanda Robinson, who's a Facebook chat expert. We did a whole podcast episode about Facebook messenger marketing and like the pros and cons and the goods and bads that go along with that. And we talked about how, Facebook owns Instagram and she thinks that at some point this year, you may be able to use bots on Instagram, similar to what you do on Facebook with Facebook messenger. She doesn't know exactly when, but we did discuss, like we think that that's going to happen this year and you'll be able to set up a flow like you would on Facebook messenger inside of the DMS on Instagram to be able to capture that information organically. And that was Amanda. Yes. Amanda. What was her last name? Robinson Robinson and um, I'll try to connect with her and get her contact information if you guys want to follow I'm sure she's going to be like once this does become available if this is what she does she's probably going to drop some content on best practices out of the gate I would imagine Um, so I think that the only other thing I was going to mention that we didn't talk about before was um, Marco Polo which which is basically a video messaging app that allows it's kind of like it's kind of like Snapchat um but you, I don't think, I think what's, what's unique is that you can watch a video live so you can go live yeah. and have people watch you. Um, and then once you're, you're done, once you hit record, there's no stopping it. Like it's there. It's, it's like, it's like, you know, so like you have to be ready to go. Like there's no redo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you hit that record button, like you're being broadcasted in that moment. And then there's a thread that goes behind so you can go back and watch the conversation. But it's, it's a way to have like, if you're like me and you don't like to text, you can just open your phone, hit record and be like, Hey uh, mom, like I'm, I'm on my way home. Do you need, do you need me to stop at the store for anything? You know? And then it's mom, live. Yeah. Um, it can be live and it's recorded. So if you didn't catch it live, okay. you go back and you watch it. The thing, the, the reason why I like this app is because it's very intimate. You know, it's not like you're being broadcasted to the world. You can invite people collect their email. Say you're a chef collect their email, give them your, your, your information or whatever. And then you can start broadcasting to a very intimate group of people. Maybe you're, you're 20% of customers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's be, that'd be a pretty cool one. Like live in the moment one. I'll go check that out. Yeah. But it was interesting. Um, cool. So we still have a few folks here. Uh, yeah. Aubrey, if Justin I could say Ryan. one more thing about yeah, please, what please. I think people should do for it, for marketing right now. Reels, Instagram reels. So we've been, so on smart pizza marketing, if you follow me on Instagram, I'm at smart pizza marketing. I have about 18,000 something followers. Um, we created a few reels and they're really simple reels, like five to 10 second reels about pizza, like maybe a little, 
Wu Tang in the background playing some music on there. And uh, we got like 150,000 views and one of them got 350,000 views because Instagram is really pushing reels. It's the competitor to TikTok. Was that pun intended? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, They really want you to use those. So they're giving you a ton of organic reach. That's right now. Like that may change two to five months from now. But as of right now, if I was a restaurant owner, every post I did for Instagram would be a reel. Awesome. Uh, thank you for that, that tip. Um, so we still, we, we have Audrey, uh, Justin and Ryan. Uh, I encourage you guys to unmute your mics and join the conversation before we say goodbye. Any questions before we let Bruce go? Uh, looks like Justin. Here, I guess, uh, Justin here did have a question for Bruce. Yeah, yeah, please. So as you touched on, uh, Instagram reels is definitely something that we're wanting to push more as well as we don't currently have a TikTok, Um, but I know that's something that we're, we're wanting to do. Um, you mentioned earlier kind of becoming the expert in those uh, on those apps. Um, what's your thoughts on bringing somebody in, maybe like a, an intern type social media type intern that may have more experience with those types of platforms uh, for creating kind of that cooler content. And just from a time management thing, adding that to my plate as we're expanding, opening new locations, you know, I may not be the, the most efficient on getting those out timely. So just wanted to get your thoughts on, hiring outside for that. We do have, you know, social media managers, though. I don't think their expertise is as much TikTok um, and doing reels. You know, they come in, do photos, manage uh, communication and do professional photos, things like that. But yeah. just want to get your thoughts on maybe bringing somebody in specific for the reels and TikTok and, and your thoughts around that. Go for it. Cool. Thanks, Justin. Uh, yeah, I think you should. I think, you know, here's the difference. There's, there's a thing. Everybody thinks that because the younger generation of folks use these tools that they are going to be good at marketing businesses using them. And the, the thing that younger people have that we don't, and I don't know how old you guys all that are watching this, but I'm old is I don't consume a ton of content on these apps, right? I leverage them for pushing out content uh, on the apps, but I'm not sitting there scrolling for two hours like the younger folks are. So what I would do is I would hire a younger person and to, because they're going to be well-versed in what's trending on reels and on TikTok. Now I feel like younger people, and it depends on how younger you go, they're not spending a lot of time on Instagram. A lot of the people who are younger, who you think of younger, who you think of maybe college kids or interns that would be in college that are, you'd hire uh, as an intern. They're probably spending a lot of time on TikTok. but what trends on TikTok? will work on Instagram, okay? So you need to look at what's trending. What videos are they watching? What uh, what uh, creators are they following? What music is trending that they're listening to or they're attaching to um, these TikToks? What dances or trends are, fo- are they following on TikTok? And use their knowledge of that, not necessarily the content creation, but like ask your team that. I don't even think you need to hire anybody. Just ask your team, hey, who are you following on TikTok? What trends are happening on TikTok that you could tell me about? And they'll tell you a bunch of them because they're going to think it's hilarious and they'll tell you every single one. And then you can kind of go follow them yourself and look at what content they're creating and then have the person on your team who's running your social media should be able to do that for you. Yeah. So it's kind of like having an army of thieves working for you to go steal content. Yeah. I mean, like, (laughs) yeah, you don't, the thing about TikTok that's different than Facebook or Instagram is like, you don't want to steal content on Facebook or Instagram. Like that's frowned upon. But the thing about TikTok that makes it fun is that 
that's what makes it popular. You see a trend and you hop on that trend of that silly dance and you see all of these people doing the same exact thing over and over and over again. And it sees who does it the best or the funniest or who can do it different. Like the cranberry guy driving his skateboard down the street. So like, so if we do see something that's a trend, are we trying to pay attention to a hashtag to make sure that people that like that song or that dance see it? Well, usually they'll have a song attached to it and people like follow that song. Got you. Um, but it doesn't have to be a dance. Like, don't think of it as yeah, like yeah, it yeah. being a dance. There's other trends that happen. Like that guy who was on the skateboard with the cranberry juice didn't dance. He was just riding his skateboard, drinking cranberry juice with a song attached to yeah, it. Yeah, and he's like, life's good. And that was it. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he he got so much exposure for that. And then all of a sudden, five million people started to do some sort of version of that. Uh, Justin, does that answer your question? Do you want to pull back another layer on that? Yeah, I know. My thought around it was kind of bringing in someone in that younger generation, just familiar with the the editing and and Dude, you know having is, kind of weekly. Go ahead. Sorry. Weekly meeting, weekly meetings with them on on content. You know, I'm I'm plugged in a bit to TikTok, so I see you know what what's out there. I mean, some like some dude. Riding down a skateboard with a slice of pizza with that same, you know, music going, something like that could be some catchy. Yeah. But personally, you just don't have the time to go shoot that and edit it and, you know, uh, do those things. But finding somebody that can at least do the content with, you know, and working together with them on the ideas. Because like you said, that younger generation may not have the mindset of how to use those videos from a marketing perspective, but they have the ability to uh, edit those videos quickly and add the music and, you know, do the... Yeah. Do the other part of the work that, you know, I just don't want to sit in front of my phone and, and twiddle away at as much. I get it. And, you know, the cool part about reels and TikTok is if you say you have an hour a week to be, all right, this is my TikTok creation hour. And I know it doesn't always work like that creative wise. Like sometimes that hour you just have a brain fart. You can't think of anything. But the cool thing about TikTok and reels is that you can create content on there and save them as drafts. So you could go in there and create seven pieces of content for TikTok in one hour save them all as drafts and then have them kind of, you go into the app itself and like just publish it two days from today at a certain time, even though it's already done. Whereas it's a little bit more challenging to do that with Facebook and Instagram. You can go in there and use Facebook creator studio to schedule them out, but you can visually see them inside of the TikTok app. So you don't need like an hour a day. You just need one hour a week to be able to create those TikToks or reels. Um, Reels is really easy. Yeah, Aubrey, I see that you're unmuted. I want to come to you. I just want to make sure you know I see you. But real quick, before we go to Aubrey, one last piece of advice for Justin. You might not have to outsource. You might already have that person on staff. And I think that's one thing we don't do well enough as restaurateurs is that this person could very well already be employed by you. Like, Just put it out in like a, a internal newsletter or blast or communicate somehow if you're using Slack or whatever it is. Hey, guys, anybody here want to earn an extra 50 bucks a week, hundred bucks a week and take on some more responsibility around marketing. Like you, you might have that person on staff already. So I would see yeah, very true. internally what you got working right there. You know, you, your solution might be right in front of you. And one thing I would add to that, if you do find somebody, and this is coming from someone who does creative for a living, if you hire someone to do creative work for you, let them be creative. The worst thing that you can do is hire somebody to be creative and then tell them what you want them to do and take away 
the exact thing you hired them to do, which was be creative. Now I'm not letting them, I'm not letting telling you to say, let them post whatever they want. Yeah. But you know, I get this a lot from sponsors for the podcast. Like, Hey Bruce, we want to sponsor your podcast. And I'm like, great. And then they give me this script. That's the most boring ass script I've ever heard of in my life. And I'm like, you, this is going to tank for you. Why do you want me to say this? Like, let me come up with the creative for your ad. And then I'll make sure that I get your point across, but let me say it in a way that will work for my brand and my audience. Do the same thing with when you hire someone for TikTok. If you hire someone because they're good at TikTok or they know the app, let them be creative give them the guidelines of, all right, you can do this. You can't do this. This is the message I want to say, but let them do the job of being creative and let them have freedom to do that. Yeah. I like the analogy of, uh, think of it as a river, even like, you know, like water is fluid. It, it can be anything, you know, it conforms to anything, but it still needs guidance. You know, it still yeah. needs the banks of the river to kind of say, this is where you want to go, but you also, you, you don't want to put it in a water bottle because then it can't go anywhere, you know? So like you want to be the banks of a river. You don't want to be a water bottle. You want to be able to give it some guidance. Like this is our tone. This is, you know, our brand. Um, so like you want, like th- these things are off the table. We don't want to get political. We don't want to get, you know, like you want right. to give some type of like, basically look at your, your policy of like con- code of conduct and make sure it follows that, you know? Um, cool. Aub- Aubrey, um, your mic is unmuted. Did you have a question? Um, yeah, just mainly about organization. Um, you know, I've worked at places where we've had, like, I've had access to the Instagram and like along with the other management team and it gets a little crazy, you know, when you get people that message you about, um, like issues or questions and anything you would recommend, um, just organizationally, if you end up having like, you know, all the managers having access to the restaurant's account. Whether or not you think that's even a good idea or just be specifically having like, no, only like these two people, you know, should be having access to it. I mean, I think that's up to the owner. You know, I think that it depends. It doesn't merely matter who has access to it. It's just like who's responsible for it that particular day. I think you should schedule it out like you would the schedule for your restaurant. You know, Tuesday, Sarah has it. Monday, Jim has it, depending on how many people uh, are on there in schedule it just like you would hours in the business and make sure that that person is aware of it. And that's their job for today. Your job is to monitor the direct messages that come in on any platform you're associated with and respond to them in real time. Awesome. Does that answer your question, Aubrey? Do you have a follow-up? Great. Uh, Bruce, thank you so much. Um, Ryan, you're still with us. If you have any questions, it's not too late. Uh, but if, if you, if you're all set, I'm gonna start to wrap things up. Uh, Bruce, thank you. Um, always a pleasure to connect with you and to share your knowledge. Um, you're always there for us and I recognize you and I appreciate you. Uh, how can we connect if we have more questions or we want to follow what you, what you got going on? Uh, you can go to, so we have two podcasts, Smart Pizza Marketing. You can go to smartpizzamarketing.com for that. And then if you want to check out our local business podcast, which we talk about more marketing, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, that's at thebruceirving.com. That's the home base for that. Beautiful. And um, I know you've been kind of doing a ton of interviews yourself. I'm curious. Um, I'm, I always ask my guests, who's one person you respect and admire and believe would make a great guest mentor on the show as far as restaurant tours go. Um, or maybe even a marketer that hasn't, I haven't connected with yet. Who comes to your mind? 
I think, you know, if since we talked about a lot of bots and uh, that would seem to be a, a level of interest for this show today, Amanda Robinson is a great, good friend of mine, great mind when it comes to Facebook, not only just bots, but like Facebook advertising, Instagram advertising, as well as how to do messenger marketing. You should definitely connect with her and have her on the show. She'd be a great guest, I think. Beautiful. Look out, Amanda. I'm coming after you. And uh, thank you again, Bruce. Uh, there is no questioning, my man. You are unstoppable. Thanks, buddy. There we go. Another episode wrapped up here at Restaurant Unstoppable. Bruce, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, six times on the show now. It's never disappointing when you join us. And uh, usually these episodes uh, that I publish on Wednesday are going to be reserved for workshops. And I was hoping to publish a workshop today where Bruce took us into a deep dive on a specific topic as far as how to do some particular thing better around marketing in our business. Uh, but when I was uh, polling the network restaurant unstoppable network and trying to get a feel from them what they wanted Bruce and I to, to go into it was very high level stuff like it was very broad requests so I wanted to use my time today with Bruce just to kind of probe and dig and to find out who he thinks I should talk to uh, regarding what's happening right now in the industry. And we got some great names and resources uh, dropped on us today. For example, uh, I discovered uh, Ovation. I discovered uh, ManyChat. And uh, that that woman that he recommended, uh, I think her last name, I think it was Rebecca Robinson. Um, I wrote it down somewhere. I'm going to reach out to her and try to get her to do a deep dive uh, into you know Facebook Messenger and SMS marketing. So this is the whole idea of going forward of Restaurant Unstoppable. I really want to be intentional. My goal is to kind of take more of a journalistic approach. And I, I like to say my unique selling proposition is trust. And the way I'm going to maintain that trust is by just following what the content's telling us, following uh, following what our mentors are telling us, and just you know following those breadcrumbs, that the trail to success. Uh, and I hope you guys are enjoying the new approach. And also a big part of the future for Restaurant Unstoppable is I want to slow down. I want to go deeper. I want to connect with my listeners on a whole new level. And I want to connect connect with the best guests I've had on the show and the experts I've had on the show on a deeper level. And that's really what's happening at the network is we're, we're, we're pulling back the layers and we're basically stronger together. And that's the idea behind what's going on here. Uh, I'm really just trying to encourage those in my network to share their knowledge. I realize I don't have all the answers, but I guarantee you, I know somebody who does have the answers and over time, depending on what your needs are, where, where your pain is, that's how I'll just I'll I'll determine what content I'm putting out. So come join the network, be a part of the future, uh, and be a part of the transformation. All right, guys. Until next time, peace out.